Hi, it's Georgie Gardner here with a special bonus episode from my interview with the AFL's General Manager of Inclusion and Social Policy, Tanya Hosh. I asked Tanya about her thoughts on the Black Lives Matter protests in Australia. And here's what she had to say. We can have these conversations, but what are we going to do about it? What are the actions that we're going to take as a country now that, you know, a lot of Australians have been reminded about the a frightful number of Aboriginal deaths in custody since the Royal Commission in 1991, 437 deaths in custody of Aboriginal people. And when you think about the disproportionate incarceration rates, what are we going to do? There's a really important conversation taking place around the country about raising the age of legal responsibility from 10 years old to 14 year olds. So in Australia, we have one of the youngest ages in the world for incarcerating children that disproportionately locks up Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children from the age of 10 years old. We're talking about grade four, we're talking about age and weight of children who should be transported to police cells or prison cells in booster seats. Children as young as 10 can be held in a police cell. They can be strip searched in our country. That has extraordinary impact on their well-being and their development from a young age. It often means that they end up being incarcerated and going back in and out of the system. And before you know it, they're in the adult system. The Human Rights Law Centre running a campaign called Raise the Age and I think it's a really important conversation for us all to be aware of. The international average age of incarceration of children is 14 years and that's what they're trying to lift it to. But in a nutshell, talking to expert paediatricians and to the experts at the Human Rights Law Centre, basically if we want to do something about reducing Aboriginal deaths in custody, we need to keep our kids out of custody at such a young age. And the other thing is the vast majority of these children are getting into trouble and being incarcerated because they're victims, because they're not safe at home. And therefore they're out in the streets and they're much more prone to get into legal trouble and what these children need uh, to be supported in education with their health and with safe communities and families, which would be a much better way to help strengthen our communities going forward. There's about 600 children who are incarcerated around the country every year and about eight or 9,000 who are presented with charges. So this is something that could be dealt with quite quickly and there's an evolved solution with a lot of evidence behind it and I, I think sadly a lot of Australians still don't even know that this is a conversation that's going on. Mm. I get the feeling there's a lot of goodwill, there's a lot of people who are becoming informed. They're no longer just sort of pushing it under the carpet. They want the information and they see this moment in time, this momentum as being a very real opportunity for lasting change. So let's hope, let's just hope that it happens. We also chatted about how her parents influenced her career path. I think, you know, I just grew up in a home that was very loving and very calm, but also very accepting. So anything that I sort of came home with was sort of dealt with in a very matter-of-fact style. So I think that just gave me the impression that whatever I wanted to do, there would be support for that. Not necessarily understanding of what it was. I mean, there was plenty of times where <laughs> mum and dad would say, I don't really understand what it is that you're working on or what you're doing. <laughs> but um, I think it was important to them that you did what 
was fulfilling and they were able to provide me with opportunities to explore those things and over time I've gained more and more confidence but I certainly came from a, a family who took life as it came and you know I think none of us would have expected that I'd end up doing the things that I'm doing now so I just feel really fortunate and just always been encouraged I suppose is just a recipe for me daring to try things that perhaps I would have thought were probably out of my reach on paper. What wonderful role models and what wonderful grounding you've had and and no doubt that is now a part of your parenting of your daughter, which is which is a great legacy, isn't it? Yeah, I hope so. I feel like she challenges me more than I challenge my parents, but that might just be <laughs> convenient uh, memory setting, Georgie. I'm not sure. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to Drive, a future women podcast in partnership with Uber Eats, produced by Fancy Films. I hope you can join me again on Wednesday for Drive. And if you could, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a single episode. See you then. 